This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello, this is Chris Wu from The Straits Times. You're listening to Work Talk, a podcast series to help you think deeper, work smarter, and get ahead in your work life. Three months ago, I did an episode called Where the Tech Jobs Are. I invited two tech leaders to demystify what their companies do, see what innovations they have their eyes on, and tell what it's like to work in their firms. And we shared the table with a young guest who is interested in working in tech. Well, it got so interesting that the one episode became two, and now we're into the third. Today, we have two more of the world's most famous tech companies here. In fact, with its winning bets on ChatGPT, one of them could now be called King of Tech Town. Now with generative AI, open AI, it's kind of the talk of the town. So we are getting a lot of excitement uh, at every level. We see this as an inflection point. AI is not a new technology, but I would say a lot of announcements you have here from Microsoft will bring this more mainstream. We'll bring this to employees to help them to drive productivity in the current climate. We're going to help our customers to reimagine how they're going to bring AI to drive their business growth, whether it's cut costs, to drive better revenue. That was Lee Hui Lee, the Managing Director for Microsoft Singapore. Since release of ChatGPT last November, Microsoft has blasted off to the front of the tech race. In the last six months, not only the tech world, but the business world and even public sectors of governments, schools, hospitals have come abuzz with the powers of generative AI. No, I think it's the beginning. <laughs> we have customers calling us to say, tell us how is this going to impact the future of work? How is this going to help us transform our business? Now, I want to introduce our second guest, who is using AI to make it even more useful to its 930 million users around the world. AI is not new to LinkedIn. Some of you may be familiar with the uh, recommendation engine, whether it's recommendation for you to connect with uh, some pe- somebody you have not seen for a while or recommendation for a job. Moving forward to uh, generative AI, we are also leveraging this technology as our co-pilot on the LinkedIn platform with the hope to make it easier and enhance the user experience. So, for instance, uh, we are introducing generative AI in helping our corporate clients uh, create job description. At the same time, you know, we're also helping our members do up their profile by providing suggestions. We are also having uh, what we call collaborative articles where, you know, we can invite experts to put in their opinion and leveraging generative AI to combine their opinion into a, a format that's easy for our members to uh, review and provide further comments on. So it's really, really exciting for us. We're only seeing the tip of the iceberg right now. I mean, there's so much promises on AI in general and generative AI specifically. That was Frank Koo, who heads LinkedIn Asia's business from Singapore. LinkedIn, which celebrates its 20th birthday this year, became part of the Microsoft family in 2016. Besides LinkedIn, Microsoft's business lines today include coding platform GitHub, gaming console Xbox, search engine Bing, collaboration tool Teams, and cloud platform Azure. It also dominates personal computing with its software, Windows 365. 
The 48-year-old company is huge and omnipresent in our professional lives. It made 198 billion US dollars in revenues in its last fiscal year and is set for double-digit growth this year. It hires over 200,000 employees worldwide. I asked Huili, what jobs can I get at Microsoft Singapore? Singapore, we have the Singapore office. That's where I kind of lead with the team. Uh, Singapore is also the hub for ASEAN, also for Asia. So the opportunity is actually quite broad, not just from Singapore, because the Microsoft organization is very broad that we have very different roles that sits in different teams. Within Singapore, obviously, there is where we help customers, whether they're public sector, they are in the enterprise space or SMB is very important for us. There's also roles that people say, I want to be in the specializations of the M365, the modern work site, or I want to be on the data AI, or I want to be on the power platform. So there's just different uh, spectrums and metrics where the roles uh, kind of extend, not just from the Singapore office that serve the Singapore market, but even regional. We have folks that sit in the regional base here. So, how by hybrid work, one could be doing a local or regional role out of Microsoft Singapore. As for LinkedIn? It's no different from any large tech organization. Internally, we offer many roles, both back office roles, front office roles, development roles, and customer support roles, as well as services. I want to introduce David Yong, a student of business and computing at the National University of Singapore. David has a very good question. The development of technology has been very interesting and fast-paced so far because before I even entered university, ChatGPT wasn't really a thing. Only in my second semester of studying. So can you imagine that in just one year, we've seen so much development in uh, generative AI models. I'm curious to find out, has the adoption of such technologies changed the way that your companies actually decides to screen and look for new tech talent? I would say in Microsoft, when we look at our culture, it's really the growth mindset. More of you have to learn it all versus you have to know it all. Because in the tech, constant change is going to be a norm. The roles is also not fixed because you can come in in one role, but two years later, you kind of evolve because the job kind of change. David's got a very interesting background. He studied accountancy in polytechnic before going on to technology in university. The accountants will kill me because, you know, he's a classic example of us nudging him towards tech, but you know they're trying to keep him in the industry. So I asked David, what attracts you to tech? I studied accountancy and at the start, we, we just did a typical business-focused module. But in year two onwards, we actually got to learn more accountancy-related modules. So there was this module that I took that was called Business Analytics. And I found it to be more interesting than any of the other accountancy modules. It had more to do with logical thinking and like technical skills, you know, rather than very focused, like rude things that you do as an accountant. So David, I just want to share with you, I also came from economics. I've been in the tech industry, but I did come from economics, wanting to go to investment banking, but landed in tech and never regret and look back. 
if we look at some of the technology that we're introducing, we call it like more of no code, low code. So I just want to share with you that we are seeing a lot of customers right, hiring tech people, even though they are not from tech companies. So I think there's just immense opportunity, not just in tech applications, but even in different industry that tech become kind of the core competencies that we are seeing. And just to add to this, I had my first degree on business administration. Now we have what we call the non-linear career pathways, where for instance, you can be studying accountancy or economics or business administration, and you can go into tech. I have to say, both the accountancy and business fraternities are going to hate this podcast. Willie and Frank have just given more ideas to young graduates in the accountancy and business disciplines to go join tech. But we know fortunes rise and fall quickly in the build fast and break things world of tech. I asked Willie what keeps her awake at night. What keeps me awake is how can we really help accelerate our customers, especially when you look at SMB, that's one segment that constantly struggles. And, you know, in the ecosystem partnership, we want to work with the Singapore government and our partners is how we how do we accelerate this group of segments? Our people is always a constant because in tech, it's all about the talents we have that's going to make a difference. How do we kind of retain our people, attract and build the talent pipeline? And then as they come in, how do we really help to accelerate this digital transmit agenda of our customers and our partners. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Let's get back to the conversation with Li Hui Li, Managing Director for Microsoft Singapore, Frank Ku, Head of Asia at LinkedIn, and David Yong, our special young guest. The irony in the tech sector is that we have a talent crunch, but we are also seeing massive retrenchments which have affected everybody, including Microsoft and LinkedIn. I asked Frank, is tech still a good industry to be in? The tech crunch, or in fact, a manpower crunch. At the same time, there is an uncertain economic environment where a lot of companies are driving to profitability and trying to transform their business and be agile as much as possible. But you know what we're also seeing is that almost every company right now in the world is either a digital company or a digitally enabled company. So the need for tech talent is going to accelerate. And therefore, the understanding, the building of tech skills is going to be critical towards the success of many of our careers in future. And the good news for job seekers, says Frank, is that anyone can learn to be a tech worker. We are seeing a lot of our the employers moving away from past qualifications or even experience and going to skills as the um, currency for looking for talent in the organizations. Now, it's very encouraging because we can't change qualification, we can't change experience, but we can always build new skills. So when employers start looking from the skills perspective in the highest and job seekers have uh, the growth mindset to build new skills, then we'll really have a very agile economy whereby, you know, we can actually make changes very quickly to adapt to new environments. I couldn't resist asking Frank this. I have one question for you. Personal, did you get your LinkedIn job through LinkedIn? Uh, yes, I did, actually. That was the time after having been in Shanghai for three years. At that time, I wanted to come back to look after my parents. And what happens is that as many of us would do, when we're looking for an engagement, we go onto LinkedIn platform 
And lo and behold, the job on LinkedIn that I eventually took on actually came up on my LinkedIn profile. Now I know that it was the AI engine behind it. And so I really now drink my own champagne. I asked David what kind of tech companies he and his friends want to work in. I'd say a lot of us actually do want to work in large tech companies like Fang. Fang, F-A-A-N-G, refers to Facebook, now Meta, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Those were the sexiest companies to work for a few years ago. Until, of course, the king of tech town was crowned. Yeah, I would say, honestly, most other people would probably think of like Apple or like Amazon, Netflix, this kind of stuff. Like that's why Fang. But personally, I think that Microsoft is actually very strong. And I read an article about like how Microsoft wasn't considered in Fang. Actually, it was just because they were referring to it as stocks. When we think about tech jobs, what comes to mind are the free lunches, free laundry, ping pong tables, and free fancy gadgets. Some tech employees make going to work look more like going to parties. But when we drill down to the companies, Microsoft, to me, is the clever guy at the bar who cannot tell jokes. I asked Willie if I deserve a kick for saying that. We also serve very healthy, like, uh, healthy snacks here on this. If you would say work for Microsoft is really the purpose. Do you have the same kind of value system? What does Microsoft stand for? Am I able to take what I believe in to bring this to life and really have the job satisfaction? So you have people that stays very long because they, they, they feel that I'm actually working for many companies because my roles can evolve. I can find different opportunity. In essence, you work in Microsoft. I could be working like 10 companies, but different roles. I totally agree as well. So in LinkedIn, well, we provide breakfast and lunch for all employees, as well as uh, sometimes I guess. But um, I would say the main reason why our people join us is really because of the culture and also the vision. This vision of creating economic opportunity for the global workforce. I'm beginning to think my suspicion is correct, not only for Microsoft, but also LinkedIn. They both take the responsibility for their powers very seriously. One of the interview questions that candidates are asked when they join LinkedIn is, what would you like to see your LinkedIn profile to be when you leave LinkedIn? So when I was asked this question during the interview, I was really surprised. I didn't realize that it's really because the company actually promises a transformative experience for every employee to help them build skills, to help them become a better, not just professional, but also human being, so that at the time they're able to progress further, even outside of LinkedIn, they would be a better person. I think maybe the final question that I have is that, uh, what kind of values of the people that you are looking for? In LinkedIn, we have this value. It says, dream big, get things done, and have fun. So this is the type of people that we really want to have. People can dream big. People can really rub their sleeve and get things done. And at the end of it, have fun. It's really back to what I mentioned, right? Um, the whole purpose and mission of Microsoft is, you know, how do we empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more? So we have this tagline, yeah? If you want to be cool, don't join us. But if you want to help others be cool, come join Microsoft. <laughs> so if you want to be cool or not? <laughs> uh, I think I, I like to help others. I, I rather play in the backseat role, you know. I, I'm <laughs> we have come to the end of the podcast. A big thank you to our guests, Huili, Frank, and David. 
If you'd like to read stories about the topic, we have links in the show notes. It's been a pleasure having your company on this episode 18 of Work Talk. I'm Chris Boo, and on behalf of the production team, Eden, Tongkai, and supervising producer Ernest, thank you. Have a good work week. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.